Well, just as I suspected, I would be making my triumphant return, much like Eddie Murphy made his last night on SNL after 35 years, but I'm making my return after only two damn days because I could not go many, many days without putting on another episode of The Mistress of Pop Culture. Good morning, everybody. It is Sunday, December 22nd, only three days until Christmas, which is just out of control. Not out of control because it's, you know, basically here, but out of control because... I haven't even watched The Grinch yet this holiday season, the Jim Carrey version. I always see the cartoon one maybe every, I don't know, three, four years because I like the Jim Carrey one so much because little Taylor Momsen's in it, who, of course, is Jenny Humphrey from Gossip Girl, Christine Baranski, Jeffrey Tambor, Molly Shannon, Steve Irwin, all-star cast, such a stellar cast. Um, but uh, uh, one of my favorites, Dr. Doolittle himself, Eddie Murphy, was... Um, the host of SNL last night, and it was, to, to use the word iconic would be an understatement, it was just legendary, um, and he's just, you know, a very singular talent, and one who I've followed since I was a young boy, it's, he's, he's sort of on the level of, um, like, Steve Martin, and, uh, you know, I guess Jerry Seinfeld, um, and he's in the legends category, so it was great, I'm gonna, you know, re- uh, not retell, recap, um, his performance uh, from E and then what TMZ wrote, and then I um, have some other exciting news about the one and only Lizzie McGuire, and that is our, of course, our, our precious gem of a gal, Hilary Duff, um, getting married over the weekend, which is really exciting. Uh, but before I get into all that, I want to say that I went to the movies last night and I saw Knives Out with Jamie Lee Curtis, Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, um, Ana de Armas, um, and it was a stellar movie. It was a lot of fun. It was like a uh, sort of modernized. Clue with a twist, and they of course made a reference to Clue in the movie, which is really funny. Um, but it's current; it's a current day. Oh, and of course, Tony Collette, um, among many others. Uh, but it was so well done. It was it was it has a ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I think that's definitely uh, you know merited. Um, and it was just a it was a great film on tonight. I'm going to see Bombshell, um, and I'm going to see Star Wars again tomorrow because I love going to the movies and I love the holiday season. You know, that's uh, among you know all things. Of course, seeing family and friends and whatnot. Um, gift giving because I love to give gifts. I love to make people happy. I love going to the cinema. Um, now, usually Christmas time and then um, summers are when the best movies are sort of in circulation. So, yeah. All right. So, here we go. Let's just jump right on it. Um, the first story I'm going to read you is from E. Uh, okay. Here we go. Eddie Murphy returns to SNL, mocks Bill Cosby, and brings out Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock. Of course, Chris Rock, too. Legend. A legendary guy. Okay. Eddie Murphy is back. 58 year old star hosted NBC Saturday Night Live, marking his first time since he... His first time he has acted on its stage since he left the show 35 years ago. And boy, did he bring the nostalgia and laughs. Here are five highlights. These are, this is, again, E E's sort of top picks, but I, I uh, they're sort of... They're in line with exactly what I pick. Um, one, revenge is a dish best served funny. Wasting no time, Murphy immediately fired off a sick burn at fellow 80s comedy legend Bill Cosby, who is currently in prison for sexual assault. In his iconic 1987 Eddie Murphy Rowe, raw comedy special, Murphy had recalled the time Bill had chastised him over the phone for, quote, being too dirty on stage. Quote, if you had told me 30 years ago that I would be this boring, stay at home, dad, house dad, and Bill Cosby would be in jail, even I would have took that bet. Murphy, who has 10 children, said in his SNL monologue, oh my gosh, his 10 kids, that's amazing. A lot of baby diapers. Uh, and then followed by, quote, who is America's dad now? He said, imitating Cosby. 
<laughs> oh my god, that was so funny. Um, two, the Fab Four. During his monologue, Murphy united on stage with fellow fan favorite Black Comics, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, and Tracy Morgan, the latter two, which are also former SNL stars. Cool. All right, now you're looking at half of Netflix's budget right here on stage, Chappelle said. Three, welcome back, Minister Robinson. Murphy reprises old SNL character from the recurring sketch, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, a racially charged parody of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Four, Welcome back, Gumby. Murphy reprises depiction of the 50s character Gumby in a racially charged segment of SNL's Weekend Update. <laughs> Five, welcome back, Buckwheat. Murphy reprised another one of his SNL characters in a parody of The Masked Singer. Lizzo was the musical guest. She performed her songs Good as Hell and Truth Hurts. It was iconic. It was so funny. And why, you know, why I think that someone like Eddie Murphy is so legendary and is, um, I guess his stand-up acts and his comedy stands the test of, stands the test of time is because it's it's sort of not it is in a way is generational like for example the Bill Cosby thing and maybe kids you know maybe twelve to fourteen year old kids might not know so well who that is I I mean I grew up with um with uh, the Cosby Show you know primarily because Raven Simone was on it and I was like such a massive fan of hers I still am. Um, but it's just, it's so funny and it's so, he, well, he, it's like what Jerry Seinfeld does. He doesn't, he, he's just very broad in his jokes and his humor and broad in a great way and broad in the sense that everybody can understand it. Of course, Tracy Morgan and Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle too are so good. And, um, and I, I did an episode, I did a whole episode recapping Dave Chappelle's Netflix special, but that's so funny. Half of Netflix's budget, which is very true. Um, which is interesting. I, 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 um, and I know there was some, a couple months ago, I remember, was, I, I love Watch What Happens Live, and I love Titus Burgess from, uh, Kimmy Schmidt, and I was a fan of his since he was on Broadway in Little Mermaid, because I saw him, and he was, you know, stellar voice, stellar talent, and I remember Andy Cohen had asked him something about Eddie Murphy, with regards to some of his older comedy, where he had made some, you know, uh, jokes that were, uh, maybe, going against what Andy believes to be comforting about his sexuality. Um, but it was a different time. And then Titus, you know, sort of got very stone cold and really defensive saying, you know, I didn't have that problem. It was fine with me and understandable because of course people change and, you know, the evolution of somebody's character. And you know, it's really interesting case in point. And I know this is off topic. I'm going to go to the next article with regards to Eddie Murphy is I was thinking about this because I was watching YouTube clips. and I always play YouTube clips from in the shower. And it was when Elizabeth Hasselbeck went back to the view after 10 years uh, as a guest to promote her book and would be, and she was just being, she was so well-spoken. Um, so elegant making, uh, making a point of how, you know, over the 10 years she had been off the show, she was going to address something that in past years she might have not been so graceful about. And that was one. And she's, she also admitted that maybe she was contributing to the problem that is in our country of how people cannot get behind somebody's eye line and see their point of view and you don't have to agree with them. But, you know, I thought it was just so well spoken. And that, that again, you know, it's totally uh, gives to the point of, you know, people change and you know, the evolution of somebody's character is a great thing, and that's what we're all doing. We're all growing. So much art. I'm just so much art. I know. I love it. Okay. Uh, so my next story is about the one and only... Uh, well, you know, I'm going to read a second story about um, Eddie Murphy, and I'm going to read about Hilary Duff's wedding in her backyard. Um, and this next story comes from TMZ here. Uh, so let me just close up the story here. Uh, Eddie Murphy triumphant return to SNL 35 years later. Eddie Murphy hasn't been on SNL for 35 years, but his return Saturday night was worth waiting for and hilarious. A bunch of celebs flocked to the show and the after party. The after party went on for a long time, which included Chappelle, Rock, Larry David, 
um, John Monroe, Usher, Question Love, Lunell, Donald Glover, during the show, Eddie reprised some of his uh, best roles, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, Buckwheat and House Fave, Gumby, Colin, Joe's Totally Lost It uh, during the bit. As for Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, well, it featured a much older Mr. Robinson who's now a property squatter. There's also an insanely funny sketch about the mass singer. You just got to watch it. Lizzo performed uh, during the SNL. One of the songs, Go to Sell, featured Lizzo in a tuxedo-like outfit the entire back half of the outfit is transparent while twerking. Fun callback, the whole Lakers controversy where she twerked on the hardwood, but her booty was exposed. Some folks felt it was not PG enough for fans, but others loved it. Oh, it's fine. Let Lizzo live her best life. Let her let her do the whole damn thing. Um, and it, the fact that SNL paired her with Eddie Murphy, it just goes to show that they... they uh, SNL makes um, legends, and of course, Lizzo's going to be a legend, um, much like Molly Shannon, and um, uh, their whole entire alumni is just amazing. Okay, so now on to some other news, some very exciting news about the one and only Hilary Duff, my favorite, my childhood icon and hero, um, is married, which is really exciting. Hilary Duff marries longtime love Matthew Coma. This is from E! News. Um, Hilary Duff has found her fairy tale ending with Matthew Coma, the Cinderella story. I love that that's how they, they credit her, the Cinderella story. By the way, that's one of my favorite movies ever. Not only because Hilary Duff is in it, but because Jennifer Coolidge is in it. Jennifer Coolidge plays Fiona, her stepmother, and she's so damn funny. And that was actually the first movie I ever saw Jennifer Coolidge in because I had not seen Best in Show yet, which of course she's fabulous in. But then I went, you know, back, you know, I sort of went through her archives of her work and incredible roles. She was in an episode of Sex and the City. She was amazing. She was in an episode of Friends. Um, and she was so funny. She played Monica and Phoebe's old roommate, who Phoebe, like, cuts out of her life, and then Monica doesn't realize that Phoebe cuts people out, and Phoebe ends up, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's really well done. But she's really talented. And, of course, she was on Two Broke Girls as one of the leads. Um, and she was in Ariana Grande's video, reprising her role as Paulette from Legally Blonde. Of course, Paulette from Legally Blonde. Um, and I also wonder, thinking about Legally Blonde, I wonder, like, when they're going to start production on the third one, because I know Reese Witherspoon posted on her uh, Instagram that it is, in fact, confirmed. Um, by the way, hardest working woman in Hollywood is Reese Witherspoon, literally in everything. Okay, here we go. To continue, Hilary Duff has found a fairy tale with Matthew Coma, again from E! News. The Cinderella story star and her longtime love tied in on Saturday. Source tells E! News the parents of daughter Banks, 14 months said, I do in an intimate ceremony in the backyard of their home in L.A. This is the actress's second marriage. She was married to Mike Comrie, announced... Um, uh, she, she and Mike Comrie announced their split in 2014, two years after welcoming son Luca, now seven, in Coma's first. Her, her stylist, Jessica Pastor, hinted at the wedding on Instagram, sharing a sneak peek at the bride's bouquet. Winter solstice, she wrote, A Day of Love. Later, the Lizzie McGuire actress seemingly confirmed the news herself while commenting... On E's Instagram post about the white ball gown she wore for the masquerade party in a Cinderella story, joking about her own wedding dress, she wrote, quote, Should have considered that mask, though. Uh, their nuptials just come seven months after the musician proposed with a gorgeous four-carat diamond. As she raved in a May Instagram post, he asked me to be his wife. Uh, excuse me, but for the actress, the engagement came as a total surprise. Quote, Matthew wanted... Matthew really wanted to throw Hillary off guard, and instead of previously told the news, it was just the two of them on a rooftop outside. Matthew wanted it to be meaningful, but casual, because he knows Hillary wasn't dying to get engaged. Out of the source, she knew it was important to him, and he wanted to propose to signify them being a family unit. That's really sweet. Uh, indeed, uh, since they began dating in 2017, Coma has proved his 
he has proved he is exactly what her dreams are made of. Quote, Hillary has always known she would be with Matthew forever, and having Banks sealed the deal, the source added, she's really happy and exciting everyone, uh, excited and everyone in Hillary's family has always loved him and seeing him be a dad to Banks. Um, now has only made their relationship stronger. Now their wedding cements what they've, been all, what they've always known, the on and off pair are meant to be together forever, and Coma has it permanently inked on his heart arm uh just last month he debuted he debuted a heartwarming tattoo of banks tiny hand being held by big brother luca a nod to their family's unbreakable bond quote you are the most natural papa bear i've seen duff gushed in a father's day tribute you've always put us first you know exactly what to say affectionate beyond calm and strong the kids don't even know how lucky you are that it is that it's you but they will it's a gift they get to witness every day will be more than words wishing the newlyweds a lifetime of love and happiness congratulations um yeah i'm gonna echo that and say congratulations to Duff. i love you i love her such a big fan and um she's just younger and she's always gonna be you know Madeline mcguire and i can't wait to see the reboot of the show so love in the air comedy in the air well there's not love in the air for me of course but there's comedy and love in the air for everyone literally it's like this is one of those times i feel like i'm living through where like literally every single person i know every single friend i have is in a hardcore you know strong relationship and i'm the single one and usually it used to be like when i was in a relationship like in college or something everybody else was single but you know the tables have turned i guess but it's interesting because it's really interesting it's an interesting perspective to be single literally everybody you know is a couple and i was having this conversation with a friend of mine the other day of how um because oh, I don't know actually what I'm talking about. This is a little bit controversial, but you know what? I, I just I'll say I say all this to say it's uh, I think it's super important for people. And you know who I said this one's and I've sort of always I I love this. And it's sort of always been in the back of my mind. It was when Beyonce first married Jay Z, and she was talking about it with Oprah, but she was being really coy about it. And she didn't want to share any of the details of her marriage, rightly so, understandable. Um, but then Beyonce, Oprah was like, "Well, what what would you have advice for your younger self? You know, now that you're a married woman." And she said. And she said something that I really loved, and that was that um, you ha- before you become somebody else's, make sure you are your own, you are your own life. And, and the, you know, the example she said was make sure you are your own woman, independent, before you become somebody else's wife. And I love that, and I think that is so true because I know so many people that are that, and I, I strive to be that, and I think it's great, but I also know other people that, you know, maybe are very invested in becoming a partner, much more so than having their independence and their own voice and this sort of lose sight of that. And that, to me, is the hardest thing to see. And I'm not going to go any further than that, but it, it just, it, it's tough to see that because people you care about and, you know, they become, they just change in relationships. I mean, this is a little bit of a bad thing, of course, because I'm the type of person when I was in a relationship, I would never change. I'd be the same person. And I'm never, I always, always put my friends first, regardless of who I'm with. And I think that's like literally the best thing ever. But you know, not everybody is selfless as me, which is why I'm going to be a saint, which is why I'm going to be like, I don't know, a legend like Eddie Murphy. And when I want to be telling the grandkids, if I have grandkids, which I probably will, of course, I'm going to be like, well, this is how your grandfather did, and this is how you should do it. Speaking of grandfathers, Christopher Plummer was the grandfather of Knives Out in the movie that I saw last night. He was so good. And he was just, it was just so heartwarming to see him on the screen because the last film that I saw him in was, uh, as Captain Von Trapp in The Sound of Music. And he was not the most loving person in the beginning of that movie, but of course, you know how the movie turns out, and he ends up being a great father and a great husband to Maria. Um, and they, you know, climb the hills to go to Vermont, which I never understood how they climbed the Swiss Alps to go to Vermont, but then I figured out in later years that I, in fact, climbed the Swiss Alps to go to somewhere else to protect themselves because the original Von Trapps, I guess, lived in Vermont. And I always, when I was a child, I didn't really understand the logistics of all that. Like, how do you climb an ocean? But then I realized, no, that is not how, in fact, it worked. It worked a very different way. But you know what? It was, it was just a very well-done film. I do wonder if um, if Christopher Plummer and Julie Andrews are still in touch, so if they, like, DM or if they tweet each other, because, you know, it would be, like, really cute to see them, like, tweeting each other. Like, how's Liesl? How's Brigida? How's Marta? How's Kurt? Um, 
I don't remember the rest of their names, but you know, I'm so glad Ralph is not in Lisa's life anymore. How's Sister Mary Abbott or the, the you know, Abby? I don't know. All right, everybody. Uh, this is a little last minute edition. And I think this might be my last episode for the holidays. But you know what? I, I'm never going to say never because I might jump onto something so newsworthy might happen. But um, anyways, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Great another weekend and goes into the holidays uh, with, you know, lots of love and um, pure joy. Uh, and if you don't celebrate the holidays, then, well, I hope you have pure love and joy and otherwise. All right, everybody. Bye.